You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you can write a review for my show, write a review. If you want to buy my book, I wrote a book, I drew a book, I wrote and drew a book, and I don't know how to fucking write or draw. <laughs> it's basically a stick figure book about really horrific relationship stories. I don't think that that's grammatically correct, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck, A Bunch of Love Gone Very Wrong Stories. That's my book that I drew and wrote. And uh, you could buy it on Amazon. So go get it. Oh, you could also buy it on Riotcast, the network. I'm on Riotcast Network now. <laughs> you could go to their merch store, actually. And you could buy my book there. Uh, if you want to be at my show, write me, uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. This is a call and advice show. I really like to actually help people. Um, I also just find people totally interesting. So I love to just like analyze and interview people and find out about their lives. Um, so if you have an interesting life or a secret life or you have a problem and you want to be on my show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and because it is anonymous, I think a lot of people don't get this or know this, but I actually change like a lot of my guests' voices. It's a very easy thing to do. So if you're worried about people finding out who you are, uh, you don't have to worry about it because I could change your voice. You make up a name, you make up where you live, and you just tell the real stuff or the truth about everything else. So anyway, uh, today I have on a guy named Jay who wrote in to me. He's, a friend with an- he's friends of another guest that I had on. Um, and Jay has been having... I mean, the first thing we discussed, which is really interesting to me, is Jay was like having threesomes in fifth grade, like for real. Like Jay happened to hook up and know, like the sluttiest girl in town. <laughs> and um, so he was like doing all these like kind of threesomes. And it basically, I think, like set him up uh, for the rest of his life to kind of be a guy that was like into seeing girls to fuck other guys. And that's basically what he does now with his wife. I don't know so much that he's like needs to actually see it, but he is totally cool with the fact that his wife has multiple lovers. Uh, and we talk all about that. We talk about how that came to be, how that works out. We talk about all the threesomes that he sort of engaged in in fifth grade. <laughs> um, we talk about some swinger, stories that were like really bad uh him and his wife tried swinging which is a different sort of a thing and that didn't really go really well so we we talk about we he tells those stories which i always love like i always say that i love a swingers gone awry story and he's got a a couple of those um and that's the deal so uh sit back relax and uh i'll be right back on with jay do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous 
Uh, AJ, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. So, Jay, um, you're somebody that is friends or like, I don't know, you found like, I had a guy on recently, right, who has a blog, right, about swinging. And you sort of went, found his blog and became friends with him. And then he was on my podcast and he told you to contact me and be a mine. And you have a blog of your own as well, right? That's like what you and that guy had in common, right? That's correct. I have. I've had it since 2007. And why don't you give a shout out to your blog right now? And then I'll explain because I looked at your blog right before we got on the call because I just wanted to just check it out. And like there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm going to explain. But like what is your blog? My blog is about a relationship I have with my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the blog uh, address is cuckold-husband-bdenied.blogspot.com, which is a whole lot of stuff. But I actually did it that way so it wouldn't be that discoverable by just anybody doing a search. But I wanted people to actually get an idea of what it's really like to be in a relationship where a husband has a wife that has uh, other lovers and uh, get away from the the fantasy of the Internet world, which I found was a lot of pornography and obscenity and uh, just wasn't realistic. Really? So you found that, like, was this before you got in, or you've always sort of been in this kind of lifestyle with your wife, right? You've been with her for 23 years, right? And from, like, did this start, like, really early in your relationship, or how many years into your relationship did her having other lovers start? Well, we started talking about it early on, but it was it was a slow process. I think we was about close to 10 years. I, I Don't hold me to the exact amount. Right, right, but about, uh-huh. But about that, and it was a lot of talk, a lot of fantasy, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of talk, and a lot of fantasy. And uh, I saw an openness there, and uh, eventually uh, a situation arose where uh, she decided to take it one step further and actually do it right and make it not a fantasy, make it a reality. That's correct. I had never had. I'm probably one of the few guys in the world that never had a fantasy about two girls and one guy, although. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to that, you mm-hmm, know, as mm-hmm. most, most guys do. But uh, my my fantasies of, of two guys and a, and a girl go back probably to my childhood. Oh, really? And, uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, when I was growing up, uh, I had a friend, and there was a little girl in the neighborhood. And we were all between 10 and 13 years of age. And uh, the first time I ever saw another man have sex with a, a woman or a a boy have sex with a girl, I was probably somewhere between 10 and 12 years old. You're kidding. Like, you were with these friends? Yes, yes. We used to... Like real sex or just, like, kind of fooling around? No, I mean, like, real sex, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you just tell me that story real quick? (laughs) That's kind of interesting. I mean, we're the... (laughs) What what grade are you in in 10 and 12? I forget. Like, what grade are you guys in at that point? Uh, Between, I think, third and fourth, something like that. Fourth and fifth. Okay, so so how do you even know that it's real sex? Okay, but so wait, so you're in third or fourth grade, you're hanging out with another guy, a little boy, and another little girl, and what happens? Yeah. Well, I, I used to be into all things Army, and I had an Army tent. It was called a staff tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this, by the way, is not on the blog. Yeah. And, uh, so we used to set the tent up in the backyard, uh, my buddy and I, and uh, this girl that was she lived a couple of doors down she was rather uh, 
precocious and sexually adventurous. Mm-hmm. How old and, was uh, she? Was she in your same grade or a little older? She, you know, she was like either a year older or the same age. I don't okay. recall exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it was so long ago. But uh, And I don't remember exactly. Was it 10? Was it 12? Was it 13? Somewhere in that that age group. But we would go into the back. There was a game show on TV back then called Truth or Consequences. Mm-hmm. And so we would play our own version of Truth or Consequences, you know, and if you got the question wrong, you had you, you got some kind of a consequence. And I think that the real the real goal of the game was to get the question wrong so you could get the consequence. But, right. Uh, and what were the consequences? You know, were always like sort of naughty. Yeah, they yeah. were. Like you have to take your clothes off. You have to take your shirt off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to uh, put his penis in your mouth. Uh, oh, my God. So you guys were then. hardcore experimenting at these little Oh, yeah, parts. yeah. So <laughs> uh, one time I lost the game and I was supposed to have intercourse with her. And uh, back then, you know, girls didn't shave their pussies and I really hadn't seen that many. So I had <laughs> oh no idea God. where to put the damn thing. Oh and it was really God. unsuccessful. I totally so I get I, that. That's so... I think I wound up getting a blowjob out of it. And we used to go to the... There was a cypress swamp not too far from where I lived and we'd go down there and play I'll show you yours if you'll show me mine. And I just thought that was something all kids did back then. You know, I guess... Uh, I think a lot of some kids do. I mean, it really listen, the difference between a 13 year old and a 10 year old, I think, is huge because if you really think about it, grades, right? And I know you don't remember, right? But like when you're in fourth or fifth grade, you're kind of like, you know, still like young little kids. And then I remember sixth, seventh grade, like that's when you start making out with guys at parties and stuff. And it really sort of drastically changes at that point. I feel like, oh, yeah. I don't know, you know, as far as well, like how you feel about sex and your hormones and stuff, right? Absolutely. I, ha- I have one vivid recollection of being in sixth grade and this, this girl opened her purse and showed me some condoms. And she said, do you know what those are for? And I said, yeah. And she said, do you want to use them after school? And I said, yeah, I got to play baseball. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did you grow up? It sounds like there's a lot of slutty girls, slutty young girls uh, in your town. <laughs> I, grew up, I, I grew up in the South. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Because, like, when you were when you said, like, you know, because you, you told me another story where the girl, like, you tried to fuck her, but you couldn't find the hole because she was so hairy. Like, that was another situation. Was it always with the same girl, or were there always, like, different yeah, girls was, coming uh, in? it was always with this. That, that's correct. It was always with that same girl. And uh, after, after she moved out, mm-hmm. uh, then, I mean, there may have been some girls in the neighborhood where... Uh, you know, we play spin the bottle and, and silly games like that. But uh, there was a long dry spell between then and by the time I actually found the hole. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But wait, so, but she, she fucked the other guy. Like, how did that happen? I want to just hear that. So you guys would be playing this game, Truth or Consequences. One time you had to have sex with her, but you couldn't figure it out. and You got a blowjob. And then how did he actually find the hole? Like, he actually found the hole and had sex with her, and you were there watching? Like, what happened in that situation? Yes, he he was more um, sexually aware than I was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, looking back at it over the course of the years, um, you know, his father was a very mean alcoholic, Mm -hmm. and and the girl had a very mean father also. And I, I have to wonder if they weren't sexually abused by, by adults at the time. Of I course. Know, yeah, but, that's what I was yeah. going to say about the poor girl when you said it was always yeah. the same girl. My first thing was like she was, was totally molested. <laughs> it's so sad. It's very yeah. common, that, unfortunately. It is. And, and that's, 
that's what I learned out of taking courses of psychology in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one in four, one in four women. So it's it's very common. I mean, that's why a lot of girls are so slutty, you know, because that's how you sort of act out when something like that happens to you. You know what I mean? It's almost like you feel like in a weird way, it's like the girl's trying to take back her sexuality, but she acts out, you know. Um, so anyway, so, so he screwed the girl in front of you and you watched? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Was that on one occasion or more than one occasion? Oh, on more than one occasion. Uh, I can't tell you how many, but it was definitely more than one occasion. Oh, okay. So that, of course, that's why you, this has become like your thing because like you were just set up to be wired that way because like all of your first sexual experiences took place in a threesome with this one girl and another guy. Right. That's absolutely, that's absolutely true. And that's, that's what I've finally come to realize. That's where it comes from. And mm-hmm. I'm glad it happened. Right. Cause you're having a lot of fucking fun now. And so is your <laughs> wife, right? Because she absolutely. wasn't in that tent, but she was developing her own sort of sexual preferences when she was young. And it turns out that she, you know, was into this lifestyle as well. And she's into taking like lovers on the side and you're like what you would call a cuckolding husband. Right. Do you like, does that mean like you want a, some guy to comment her? And then does that mean that you like, you like, you know, take care of that afterwards? Like you go down on her afterwards and you like that cum sort of thing? Or uh, it's just that you want her to get fucked and have the cum in there? Because there are a lot of pictures of that on your blog. I just like w- went through and I'm just like, oh, people are going to really love this story because you're going to get the whole story about this guy, right? And I'm talking about <laughs> you, about Jay. And then you could go to his blog, and I'm going to put the actual blog in my in, in my written description because I think it's very hard for people to get because you made it a hard address. Um, but you could go to this site and see actual pictures of his wife's pussy. I mean, there's no face shots, which I think is good, right? But, like, you could really see the stuff that you're going to be talking about, right, with the stories. And, but there's, like, full-on pictures. So it, it, and, it, and it is, like you say, very different than that generic porn that's out there that sort of paints a different kind of picture of the situation. You're really living a cuckolding lifestyle so that's why i want to know like in a cuckolding thing after a guy jizzes inside your wife do you go down on her is that a part of it or you just like to see it there that has not happened okay Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i wouldn't if it if if the opportunity came up uh she's never asked me to Mm -hmm. so uh but that's not a part of it for you it's more just No, and i'm usually mm -hmm. not nine out of ten times i'm usually not even there so, uh, really? So the, 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 the hotness for you is just knowing it. And then when you have sex with her later, like you use that thought or the knowledge of it to like sort of get off on. Cause if you're not there, what's the pleasure in it for you? Oh, you know, that's, that's so hard to articulate. It's just, uh, I think it's, it's her openness. That's the big turn on. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, I could be away on a trip and knowing that she's, you know, getting laid, that's just a real, that's just a real turn on for me. Right. It's just knowing that she's doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, other than that, I really can't articulate the pleasure in it. Uh, people will say to me, you know, what do you get out of it? I get pleasure out of it. That's all I can really articulate it to. Well, it's, it's almost just, like foreplay for you. Like that's like everyone's everyone's sort of t- turned on by different things, right? Some guys see very visual, right? Like this thought, right, in your mind is what yeah. sort of turns you on. So it's just like, uh, but and that's like your foreplay and that gets you horny, and then you d- d- have regular sex with your wife, but you don't necessarily have to be there 
for it to I be don't. a thing. Mm-hmm. But have you been there a lot? Is that even more intense or you could take that or leave it? Like, what's the deal with like in person watching it? Well, I like watching, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's a lot of fun to, to, to see her, you know, wrapped around some guy while he's while he's fucking her. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I, my presence inhibits her and I don't want her to be inhibited. Oh, so interesting. She mm-hmm. kind of holds back, you know, because mm-hmm. I still think that she's afraid that that if, you know, if she looks like she's having too much fun, even though she knows that I'm not jealous, she I think it's in the back of her mind. Right. So that makes she sense. Kinda, she kind of holds back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the guys do, too. Yeah. So I, I'm not I, there. Yeah. I think you're kind of, I'm sure there's something to that. Absolutely. So uh, in the past, I have found some of these these guys for her, or at least screened them. It's always her choice. Mm-hmm. I'll say so-and-so contacted me. They Sometimes they send a picture. They send a description. Do you, do you want to get in touch with them? And if she does, I just text them back or, or email them back and say, here's her phone number, call her. And it's right. up to you two to decide what's going to happen. And whatever she says goes. You know, she makes right. the rules. Uh-huh. She has the pussy. She makes the rules. You'll even see that. I even have a pair of panties on the on the blog that even say that. So it's, uh, <laughs> right. It's my pussy, but, my rules. But in any event, they tell me, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this. And then they get around me, and it's like I intimidate the hell out of them. And she's actually taken everyone back into the bedroom. None of them have ever gotten up and taken the initiative, with the exception of the first guy we had a threesome with. And uh, Why do you think, uh, let me ask you this, because you say you intimidate people. Do you think it's just for the fact that you're her husband? Because I don't think that's the case. Maybe you're phys- are you physically imposing? Like, are you yeah. a big dude and, like, have a presence about you? And that's what it is, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I figure. Because a lot of, most of the time, those guys are there and a part of the horniness for them is the fact that the husband's there. You know, so I wouldn't think it's just that you're the fucking husband, right? Because that's, like, a part of it for most people. So you're just, like, a physically imposing person. I am. I, some, I've been told that I have this kick-ass look. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not a mean person, but... But you I look mean. I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't been mugged too often. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Are you really tall? Uh, I'm I'm about 5'11", five, 5'10 five, and a half. Right. So it just must be you're just big. Okay, cool. So they're yeah. sort of always kind of intimidated by your presence. And so she's yeah. got to be the one to get them in the back but I'm you sorry, call them alphas that. you call them do you call them alphas does your wife call them alpha like what is the whole alpha thing is that the names that you call these guys <laughs> well uh no <laughs> there's there's other names that we have for them that i'm not going to go into because mm-hmm. i, I want to protect their identity totally but basically alpha is just uh, an abbreviation or or a uh, a phonetic spelling for a oh uh, okay a, it's alpha and Alpha 1 happens to be the first guy she met, and Alpha 2 is the second guy that she met. And those have been her two long-term. Right, because life. she does have, like, these guys that she's been. One of them, you said, because this is what you told me in your email, is that one of them you've never even met, right? She basically has two boyfriends, right? Even though you guys, right. have, she's probably fucked a lot more than that, right? But she has two ongoing guys, one who you haven't met. And I'm assuming you don't even care whether you meet him or not. So she's fucking him, like, in the house when you're not home, or she goes outside of the house with that guy? Both are true statements. She has she has uh, met him in hotels. She's met him at parking lots. Uh, mm-hmm. She's met him in our house. Uh, she's met him in our apartment. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story, and it's on the blog. It's the last post of 
2007, mm-hmm. I think it was New Year's Eve, he was in town, and I had to drive her to a hotel in a town not so far away. And he checked into the hotel, and we checked into the hotel because I wasn't going to drive all the way back. It was right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And they put us in adjoining rooms. <laughs> and uh, Without even knowing. Without even knowing, yeah. Hilarious. So, He's next door fucking her, and then I think the next morning she came over and, and tapped on the door, and I let her in. She climbed into bed, and I could feel that she had a pussy full of fresh cum, that's for sure. That is <laughs> so he, funny. He never knew. I had to sneak out of the hotel so he wouldn't know I was there. Oh, my God. I mean, that worked we, out in your guy's favor. Yeah, that was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, So, but that was that the guy that you've never met? That's correct. Yeah. Wow. And now let me ask you, these two guys, do they have like, is this a secret thing that they do with her and they have wives at home or are they single guys? Like what's the deal with, what's their guy's story? What's their they're story really quick? And now do their, wi- do their wives know that they have your wife on the side? I don't think so. Um, so they're both married and both of their wives don't know that, that your wife is like sort of their side piece. That's correct. Oh, that's kind of interesting. And she never calls them. They call her or text her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't bother them, mm-hmm. and uh, they both feel safe with her. We're not trying to mess up their marriage, and you know their their marriage is their thing, and what they want to do with it's also their thing. So, well, we don't discriminate based on uh, marital status, and right. that's one of the things that I found is a lot of people say, "Well, you can't be cheating on your wife." Well, you know, who are you to judge them? You know? And you know what? And then, like, if you say that to people, what's going to stop people from lying to you anyway? Like, what do you fucking care? You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, so you guys don't give a shit really what's going on in their life. But if they want to part, like, play around with you or your wife, like, you guys are down for it if she th- if she says it's okay. Um, so right. so these guys, so you don't think that they ha- their wives know? I don't think their wives know. Oh. That's correct. Interesting, but your and your wife doesn't care, and you you don't care. Yeah, I don't care whether their wives uh, are involved or not involved. Um, we don't discriminate against uh, people that are married that want to connect with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that engage in this type of behavior do, and I think that there it's just a bunch of smugness on their part. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we we keep an open mind, and whatever those people want to do is between them and whoever they decide to tell or not tell that's their business let me ask you the question that i feel like a lot of guys are thinking maybe in their mind like do you because your wife is getting to enjoy all these other men and getting to fuck all these other people right and do you fuck other people or you know you're happy just staying with her i have in the past uh, oh okay it, it's it's not my primary goal obviously We've tried the the couple swinging thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that. I like bad that stories. Was just a, <laughs> that was just a disaster, and I, I I get more pleasure out of out of her dalliances than I do looking for extra girls on the side. Right. So uh, maybe I won't turn one down if they come along, but I, I don't go seeking it out. And she's cool with that. She is. Yes. Right. So, and when you fuck other people, does she watch, or is it like what she does, sort of like a separately, and then just her knowing about it maybe as a turn on or whatever? Uh, she has in the past. I mean, when we did the swinging thing, it was swapping. Right. Call, they call it same room. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to, I used to hook up with a couple uh, uh, that uh, he had. He had a cuckold fantasy, and I kind of understood what he was getting at, and. Uh, 
so I would meet his wife, and he was usually there, although I did take her out one time by myself. Now, my wife was never involved in that. Right. So. He just wanted like kind of like what you wanted, two guys and a girl. Like Yeah, and mm-hmm. and it felt kind of strange to me because I'm not really, I, I guess the, I hate the term the bull, but I'm not the bull in the relationship. But I knew what he needed, and I was more than happy to help him out, you know, so. And what is the bull? I don't know those terms either. Is The bull is the person that takes the other guy's wife, and the cuckold guy is the guy that sits back and lets her be taken, right? That That's correct, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And so you're allowed to sleep with other women, but for you, I'm assuming, because like a lot of guys cheat on their wives because it just gets fucking boring after a while, right? The same person all the time, but maybe because your wife is doing all this other stuff, right? And you guys are super open sexually, you know, that you don't get sort of need that variety because she like sort of satisfies that by being with other people and giving you this whole other sort of layer of your sex. You know what I mean? Is yeah, I get vicarious pleasure from it. So. Right. And so now are you are either of you bi or are you both totally straight? Do you know? I mean, do you know? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's it. I love the way you phrase that question. So far, we've both been totally straight. Right. Uh, uh uh, a few years ago, we had a friend that spent the night uh, with us around Christmas time, and she was actually a, a co-worker, and we were going on a trip to South America, the co-worker and I, the next day. And we both got kind of surprised because she made a pass at my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was standing there looking at me like a dog staring at a clock, like, what do I do? So I jumped <laughs> in, and uh, I rescued her. <laughs> right. And... Uh, you know, um, and so the next day, um, she said, why was you know, why wasn't your wife playing? And I said, you know, she's really not into girls. And, uh, so I think it would be, it's something that she feels uncomfortable with. It's not something I've ever pushed. Right. Um, so I don't think anybody's afraid of being naked in the same room, but it, it's just not our, our thing yet. You know, I always, I always put in yet because you never know what's going to happen in life. You know, never. Yeah, no, I, you're, you're totally right. Because then yeah. tomorrow she's going to be going down on somebody, or you're going to be blowing a guy, and you're like, yeah, then you're I mean, a liar. You just never know exactly. I totally subscribe to that. But you said, like, why did that coworker, right, like, sort of say, why did doesn't your wife play? Like, is it is does what you and your wife do? Is it sort of like public knowledge like are you guys pretty open about it so that this co-worker would sort of be like you know cool with the f- or actually assume that your wife would be into it no i you know i don't know where that came from to be perfectly honest with you uh, right one time she and i uh, had a an email conversation and she said have you ever regretted not doing something in life that you wanted to do and i said no because i go ahead and do it you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and i guess that was a hint of I would like to do your wife. I mean, we got a <laughs> glimpse of it one time. She she wanted to wash my wife's hair and dye it. And but girls do stuff like that. So we yeah, didn't that think doesn't, much of it. Yeah. So when it happened, it was kind of like, well, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't want her to feel totally bad. So you know, and besides that, she had a. 
I, I went down on her and had a really great time doing that. So you know, when that uh, same night that she went, uh, like, sort of made a pass at your wife, you saved your wife by yeah, going down yeah. on her. I had, to, <laughs> I had to jump in and rescue her. You know, I mean, I, so, okay. So why don't you tell <laughs> us that story? Because people want to hear that story. So wait. So she goes after your wife. Your wife's like, I'm not interested. And so does she? Does your wife watch? Do you take her in the other room? Like, how do you go down on her? What's the scene? Well, she she watched that particular night. You know, she didn't go anyplace. So I mean, she seemed to be very cool with it. And, uh-huh. uh, so, um, and then you go you away know. with this coworker. Do you go? Do you go to town on her again when you guys are out no, of town? Absolutely or? not. She it didn't want it again. Bu- <laughs> no, it was strict. Listen, we were so busy; it was strictly business. Okay, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, by the time we got to where we were going, we were both so tired. All we wanted to do is go to bed <laughs> and, and not be right. and not be bothered. You know. Right. right okay. So you, that was like a one-off thing with that coworker. It was, yeah. And, and now, uh, yeah, we're not we're not full time coworkers. It was I, I can't really. Go yeah, into I get it. I get it. Right, no problem. Yeah. And so now I know that you had said that you and your wife tried swinging two separate times, right, with the two other couples, and it went horribly yeah. wrong. And I love myself a swinger gone bad story. <laughs> I've had a couple on my show. I mean, most of the time I'm talking to people <laughs> that do it successfully or just <coughs> starting out. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, hold on. <coughs> I gotta delete that. That's all right. So tell me your story. <coughs> the bad well, one. Well, let's see. The, the first couple we met, um, I had been communicating. I guess this is way back when AOL had chat rooms, you know. Uh-huh. I'd been communicating with the wife half, and we seemed to get along pretty good. And uh, so anyways, we arranged a meeting, and uh, we met them in a restaurant. And they, they seemed like nice people. And... Uh, the guy came over, uh, both of them came over to the house, and uh, we didn't do anything because Aunt Flo was coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, we're not the kind of people that just want to, you know, hook up immediately and put a notch on the bedpost. We like to get to know you a little bit. And let me just explain to some of my listeners, because I don't know. I mean, I know what Aunt Flo is, but I feel like maybe the new generation doesn't. I don't fucking know. But like Aunt Flo means that his wife had her, her is, was getting her period. <laughs> That's I feel correct, like yeah. some people might not know what that means. They might actually think your aunt was coming over. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she was getting her period. Right. Okay. Go on. <clears throat> and uh, so, anyways, uh, we invited him over to the house. I don't know, a couple of weeks later. And my wife is not into porn. She doesn't like w- watching porn vids. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she'd rather watch something like Outlander. You know, the subtle sexuality. Right. Okay. And, and uh, in any event, so the first thing he does is pops in a porn vid. Yeah. Like what? What part weren't you listening to? Mm-hmm. And uh, then it was just—I I don't know—it was just—it was obvious that she was taking one for the team because I was getting along with a guy's wife, and uh, and she was much younger than me, mm-hmm. and it just—the whole thing just turned out to be a disaster. So we we thought we might not ever do that again. And then there was a couple from Canada that came down once, and we kind of hooked up with them, and that was. That was a mutually assured destructive disaster itself. So. <laughs> but when you say disaster, like, what do you mean? Like, the sex was really horrible. There was no chemistry. Like, there was no chemistry. It was just, it was so mechanical. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, uh, there again, I, I, I thought I'd been having a conversation with the guy's wife through this uh, chat room. Uh, yeah, dating service chat room, whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. And I, I really think that what happened, I think it was the guy pretending to be the wife. You know, I just got that oh, feeling. Oh, interesting. Probably. I, uh-huh. I said something, and the wife looked at me like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, you know. <laughs> and, uh, like something so that you had was, discussed in length. Yeah. Yeah. So 
anyways, it wasn't it wasn't fun, and we just decided, you know, to get two people to connect is one thing. To get four people to connect is a virtual impossibility. In, in my opinion. <laughs> well, other people are very successful. At it. I think it might not be your guys' thing. It's not. It's not. So we don't. Um, we're not going back there again. I have no desire to go back there again and, and do that. No, it's probably not like like I think it's cool that you tried it, so you know that it's just not thing. It's, it seems like like what you guys do, right, is yeah. uh, what you should be doing. And when did you start the blog, and why did you start it, and how? Sick, I, I mean, do you have a lot of people following? Well, I think I've got at one time. I think I was up to four hundred and eighty three followers. It, it's it's not the Tumblr type of blog where there's a lot of pictures. It's it's words, and I do mix pictures in, and the pictures that you see of her are her. They're edited so that, you, you know, our identities remain somewhat. Yeah, that's smart. Mm-hmm, uh, of course. Uh, because I don't feel like having to try to defend what I do to everybody that, that comes out. I'm not embarrassed by it, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, uh, people don't need to know my business. So uh, what I did, I started it in 2007. I think there's somewhere over 600 and some odd posts on it. So it's been pretty active for one or two years. I didn't post anything because activity was really slow. And I, I noticed that as Tumblr became more popular with pictures, people stopped looking at the at the blog spots. So, right, they just wanted to see more than read. Right, mm-hmm, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so mine was, I started it because I wanted to get away from this nonsense of this Internet fantasy world of, of what some people think cuckolding is all about. Everybody's got a different opinion of it. Yeah. That's just fine. But I found a lot of stuff that you're seeing on there is really fantasy uh, internet porn, and it's not based on reality. So I kind of wanted to let people know that, hey, there are people out there that have a different relationship, that have an alternative relationship. Jealousy is not uh, something that I think is natural. I think it's something that's learned. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I don't get any of this. I hear this term "cuckold angst." I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> um, what are they? What What are they implying? Like, what are they, What is it supposed to mean? That it's like um, the jealousy part aspect of it. I, I guess I really don't understand it because I'm not jealous. I'm abs- If I if I'm around and I'm watching, I'm absolutely turned on by watching her with somebody else. Um, I I love seeing her have sex. I like seeing her be be pleased. It just. Uh, it's just hot for me, and I guess it goes back to what I was talking to you about before we got rudely interrupted by the rain shower. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It goes back to when I was watching my my best friend do the neighbor girl across that, that lived a couple of doors down. So let me ask you this: Do you think that if you weren't like you, that, you, if you didn't take part in those little threesomes as as a young guy, that you would maybe be jealous? Like, because most people are like most people think like, oh my god, I could never handle. And I have a lot of guy friends. Like this was it was so interesting when I started doing my podcast. I have a lot of guy friends. I always have. We talk very openly about sex. And I've never had any of my guy friends tell me that they, you know, have this sort of fantasy about their girl fucking another guy. And then I started doing my podcast and I had the that topic on my show. And I started to see that it was like the most downloaded like, like stories and episodes that I had. And then a couple of my guy friends like would like admit that like maybe they were into that. But a, still, a lot of them would be like, I could fucking never. And But recently, I've had guys on that said like, I was one of those people that thought there's no way like I would be totally jealous. And, you know, he did it right with his wife. And then he realized like it was like the biggest turn on and he doesn't even understand why. 
but he loved it, you know? And it's same like you. Like, she goes off and does it when he's not there, and it's just the thought of her with oh, something yeah. else. It's just, I can't explain why people like what they like or don't like what they don't like. And it, you know, it's like, why do you like chocolate and I like vanilla? Or why do you like peppermint and I like wintergreen? You know, it's just, yeah. it's just a taste. And uh, so I, I think we're all products of some kind of, of something that happened to us mm-hmm. way back when. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't know whether I would or not had I not had those experiences. I'm very happy that I had them. Um, when I was younger, I used to read the, uh, the, the old penthouse forums and the variations, and I used to find that it was phenomenal that people were actually engaging in, in different behavior. And I think that people have always engaged in these different totally. behaviors. We've just never talked about it. And the internet, I think, of course, has exploded it. And, yeah, uh, and that's what I do on my podcast. That's why I like to do my podcast because I think people have it an idea in their mind that these people that do these sort of things sexually that you know, like people don't do, they think of them as certain kinds of people. I don't even know what that is, but that I'm here to show people that it's just like regular people. Like I always say, it's like the people that are working right next to you or sitting in the you know restaurant and they're at the table. And like you know, it could be your cousin or your husband husband's doing this shit like you just don't know like regular people are doing these kind of things and people think that they're so crazy or like only perverts they call them perverts or whatever but it's just like it's just what you know like you said different people are into different things and what's the big deal kind of but because it is a big deal people can't talk about it openly when when we we used to go to this i guess you call it a swingers club Mm -hmm. uh, it was not too far from a very nice club and you know, you had to dress to the max to get in. It was very expensive to get in, mm-hmm. and uh, they served food and everything else. And uh, I had moved way up north for a couple of years uh, on a job, mm-hmm. and I came back, and there was a news truck in the parking lot. There was a bar across the street where I used to meet some friends, and I asked the bartender, I said, well, what's the news truck over there for? And they said, oh, this, the sheriff raided the place last night. Oh, my God. And I said, oh, wonderful, you know. Well, they arrested four FBI agents, two Secret Service agents, five school teachers, a couple of local cops, and one person who was on the sheriff's department. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, oh my God, of course. And, and of course, it's a private club. You have to pay to get in. Right. There's big signs on there. You may encounter nude people and sexual activity here. It's like it's like the cops coming into your house and arresting us because we're having a foursome in your bedroom. You know, <laughs> so all, all the cases were thrown out of court. But you know, except for the school teachers, they were the ones that got hammered and i thought you know what a shame this was you know yeah what does it matter they could be the best school teacher what does it matter if they like this kind of sex that one has nothing to do with the other it doesn't and Mm -hmm. uh you know and of course it uh you know it made headlines and all kinds of stuff so i mean it's just ridiculous case but uh you know that was the world at the time you know yeah And, and and here's all these you walk by them and you wouldn't expect these people to be in there. I mean, it's like, okay, what do, what do people look like that go into these places, you know? Well, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're priests, they're rabbis, you know? I mean, they're, they're, they're everybody from every walk of life. Exactly, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, I've had them all on my show. I love talking to people. It never ceases to amaze me. when I Just when I think I've heard it all, I hear something else, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I'm just like, listen, I don't think... I don't think it's anything like sometimes I get emails from fans or listeners on my show and they'll be like, oh, I love listening to like the perverts on your show or the crazy people. And I'm like, I that 
I don't actually think of these people that way, like at, in one at all, you know. And I've had like a a guy on my show that you couldn't have sex unless he thought of his mother, and that was like actually a sad scenario. That was not a person that was a you know a, a weirdo or a creep. He was wired improperly because of stuff that happened to him. You have to feel for somebody like that, you know. So I think sure. if you really talk to people and really get the full story, there's a different kind of uh, sort of view you'd ha- you you'd have of them, and that's what I hope to do on my show. But some people will still listen and think oh god that person's so weird because they do that and it's like whatever you know <laughs> well you know i i had a 1948 medical dictionary that, that i found laying around mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. and and if you looked at the definition of fellatio it started off as the perverted sexual act of right well if you look at if you look at today's medical dictionary you won't find those words because people's attitudes change over the course of of time millennia you know once yeah. we find out that hey we're all perverts i guess none of us are perverts anymore you know exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, it, it gets kind of uh i don't know it uh there's a there's a famous anthropologist uh, and and i might be wrong with, with her name but i believe it was margaret mead one time said that most humans engage in serial monogamy and some people have taken it to a step where they they don't wait for the for the serial person to come along, they just engage in multiple sexual partners. But when you think about it, with the divorce rates, there's a lot of truth to that. If it wasn't Margaret Mead that said that, I apologize for giving her credit for it. Right, right. But so wait, at most people, what did she say specifically again? Because I was trying to follow it, and I feel like I'm like she, a little retarded. Yeah, she said most people today in, yeah. in today's day and age are engaging in serial monogamy. In other words, we go from person to person to person. Exactly. And we have these. We have these monogamous relationships that last for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then we, then we move go on to, to the next person. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of us are. Uh, what 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 are my wife and I doing that's different than that? Well, we, we're staying married to one another. Yeah, you're you know? together and doing it. Yeah, I never got yeah. married because I couldn't imagine just being with one person. So I always just have, but like I would be like what you would say, Margaret Mead would say, the serials monogamous you know i've had tons right. of different lovers in my life because that's what i wanted to experience you know i sure. do believe i do have a jealous side and when like you talked about the whole jealousy thing i think because i've said this to my friends because i was always when i was young i'd be like oh I, my goal is to be like a swinger or grow up to or be evolved enough to sort of be okay with having the person that i love and the person that i'm with sort of be with somebody else sexually not have that sexual ownership over somebody because i don't think that we need to have that it's not that big of a deal but I think for me where my jealousy comes from and maybe this is true for other people it's the fear of you know because I've never been with someone that I fully trust it's the fear that it wouldn't just be a sexual thing that that person maybe it would turn into something else and they'd leave me but I do feel like if I ever met somebody that I did get on the plane was with somebody that I really trusted and we knew we were together and we knew we were going to stay partners you know what would be the big deal do you know what I mean and I think that couples that are able to do that either have no fear of abandonment whatsoever and could care less if someone leaves them or they're just feel very comfortable and trusting of their relationship you know um, so they're not afraid to be with other people or have that go because they know that they're going to come back to each other. At least that's what I think. If I was with somebody like that, I what's it, like you guys did it after ten years. You know, at that point, you probably both were very like sort of comfortable with the fact that you were together, you were a partnership, and you were staying together. Am I right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And I think it took that long because yep. I think there was always something in the back of her mind 
was that I don't know whether or not I can really believe that he won't get jealous and, and get mad at me for doing this. Because totally. Thank you. She's a whore. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not conventional thinking. It really isn't. No. And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of trust involved. And if you can't, there's a lot of people that shouldn't be involved in this if they can't really uh, trust the process and, and, and understand it. Okay, if something did happen, if she fell in love with somebody and decided to go off and live with them, hey, listen, I agreed to this, so I'm going to have to accept the consequences. Totally. I don't think that's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so uh, I was perfectly willing to accept whatever risk might might come along with it. And if you're not willing to accept that, then stay the heck out of it. It's not for everybody, you know. Right, but don't uh, you think it's also really, like, smart that you guys had, like, a 10-year foundation you know, before you sort of did that, it's not like you were married for a year and then, I mean, some people might be married for a year and do it and be successful, but I think you have a better chance of sort of being successful at it, you know, at whatever kind of alternative lifestyle or opening up your relationship, you know, after they say double digit years. Yeah. I don't think that this type of behavior is good for people that are in bad relationships that are trying to make (laughs) their relationship better. I think you have to have a really strong relationship yeah, uh, and you have to have a real deep-seated belief that you know I'm just not a jealous person, and um, and never have been. Right? Let me ask you this: How been, old no. are you? How old are you and your wife? Uh, well, we're. <laughs> I, I don't want to get you know. There's snow on the roof, but there's a fire in the fireplace. I mean, I'm in my sixties, and so right. is she. Right, and so you've been together since for how long? Twenty-three years, as you say. Yeah, we've actually been together long. I mean, I was younger when I married her than my son is today. So, you know. um, So you guys have been together. Because what I was trying to get at is just like, did you have other relationships before her? Like, you know. Well, I was in a very long-term marriage before her. Okay. That was an absolute disaster. Okay. Um, It lasted uh, 18 years and... 364 days longer than it should have lasted. <laughs> uh, but, uh, now, were you faithful in that relationship? Yeah, I was, actually. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I never had sexual intercourse with anybody. I never got a blowjob. I never gave any and went down on anybody. Uh, the closest I ever came to, a, quote, an affair was uh, I kissed this girl where I worked and... Uh, we we came very close to having an affair, but it was it it was not a sex you know it was nothing physical ever came about it. Uh, I if if it had, I probably would have left the marriage a lot sooner. But I was I was in a, a lot of uh, I was in a bad emotional place because uh, it was just a bad relationship. And, right, uh, right, right. And then when you and, finally got out, how long after that did you meet your wife? Uh, was about three years, I think. And Don't now, was she married that. before you as well? Yes, yeah, that's correct. So, uh, we both came from other marriages. We both have kids from other marriages. And then you came together, and so you got it. You right. both got it way more right to get. Yes. Right, and now your wife did she have a history of doing anything sort of like this before you, or was she sort of pretty straight in the way she lived, and then with you became more open? She was pretty straight in the way she lived. I think she she has alluded to the fact that in her marriage she had had a brief fling with somebody at the time that the marriage was going south in the, right. in the bad direction. Uh, I guess he did, so she decided to, you know, it was a retaliatory fuck or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, uh, 
we had kind of discussed a lot of these issues, and uh, there was a lot of discussion beforehand, as I said, and uh, a lot of fantasy talk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so she eventually and, and felt comfortable it. with you. Yes, and she did, and uh, it, it came about because I think you know one of these days I'll get her to talk to you. I yeah, do yeah, that. that'd be great. Uh, I, men are always want to hear from those women that are more open sexually yeah, and honest about I, it. You know, I I think she will say that she did it to please me, but you know, in a, I have <laughs> to be honest with you. I think she did it because she really wanted to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There might have been. Like a little, yeah, come on, get put your toe in the water. It's not so cold after all. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, and girls get into things differently than guys do. Guys tend to jump into the pool. Girls tend to get in one toe at a time. Right. And uh, I, I think, I'm not trying to be sexist, but that's just a different way we approach things. Girls have to be more cautious than men do. We're a little bit more adventurous because I guess we're guys and we, we're used to taking risks and trying to impress you. And, of course, none of that stuff does impress you, but you, know, <laughs> right. you think it does. But it also, you know, so. I have to say, I think it is a def- there's a definite difference in our society, like, as far as, like, what men could do sexually and be accepted, right? I mean, for you, what are, like, it's everything's accepted. Guys are very open with sex with each other. You know what I mean? They don't look down on each other. That's why gay men, I always say to some of my friends who are just like totally fucking the world and cheating, like you'd be much happier as a gay man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're just like, be on your same page, you know? Women aren't on that fucking page. And then, but well, women, I think for us, it's so, uh, there's that, you know, Madonna whore thing and guys like, you know, and people think you're like, there's words for women that do things sexually. There's no words like that for men. You know what I mean? You don't get labeled. You just, you, you get a high five. You know what I mean? A girl will get a whore and a slut. And so I think that's what pushes women's sort of sexuality down or keeps it on the down low or makes them afraid and, or dip, you know, the toe in the water thing. I think that's what it's about. It, well, it is, and it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. It stems from organized, I don't know, organized religion, organized society. Is saying like, what, what it basically was, was I think it was a bunch of old guys trying to keep the young guys away from all the girls. And so to get them to do that, they, they tried to hoard all the girls, and they, so of course they'd say, well, she's a slut. Well, she's a yeah. slut, you can't marry her. But, you know, nobody... Nobody's fucking virgins. There's a reason for that, you know? Right. And, Everyone uh, wants a that's, good time. That's why I've never understood the jihadists. If I die and go to heaven, I want 72 whores. I don't want to die and go to heaven and get 72 virgins. They're virgins <laughs> for a reason. I, I no fun. I say I've never had sex with a virgin in my life. Thank God. Right. You know? <laughs> Your first virgin was when you were like 10. <laughs> yeah, and I was the virgin. She wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were always around the promiscuous women. I always yeah. say that I think that the whole cheating thing and this whole like and the whole thing with women, it's just like to keep us as like second class citizens. I think it just keeps women down and it keeps us the weaker sex. All of it. I really do. It, well, see, the the thing is that most most men won't admit to it, but women really have the power sexually. Mm-hmm. You have the pussy. You make the rules. The difference between a man and a woman is I wake up in the morning hoping I'm going to get laid. Right. You wake up in the morning knowing if you're going to get laid. Right. We can so pick and only- choose. It's never like, oh, we we can't get laid if we wanted to. We always know right. we could. It's just a matter of do we want to. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, and so the only way we get the power back is by keeping you down. So it, exactly. it becomes a power Okay, struggle. there you go. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Because I, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, I wish that uh, 
I always say on my show, like, I wish I was born into, like, sort of a polygamous society or, like, a place where, you know, it just cheating, quote, unquote, or being monogamous wasn't sort of a thing, you know, because I think, like, it just put on us, right? And we're also jealous. And it's just, like, ruins marriages and all this stuff. And it's, like, so crazy. But And it pits women against each other. You know, you get this one man and you're just so afraid he'll be with other people or leave you for another woman. And then so you hate other women for it. It just is, like, a whole thing. Thing. being a woman it's something that just like rules your life that I think if there was a like whether it's polygamy or openness or whatever it would be a lot better for women you know as a woman oh. I say that you know for men oh, yeah I people would, think oh that's great for men it's like no it's great for women because women I go mental over this shit it ruins people women's lives the jealousy and possessiveness of their man worrying that their man is going to go out and in nature like a woman finds a man and she needs him to be there to you know sort of provide for her and be that you know but we shouldn't need them to just be sexually monogamous i don't think you know but and i think people would stay partners more if that other stuff could sort of be out on the table and be okay but i don't think that that's that could just be changed in one second because people just have things that are ingrained in them we were raised in societies that tell us completely different things i agree you know i, w- I was listening to your the podcast that you have up now with molly yeah and, uh, if if i ever had for some reason something to ever happen between my wife and i i, I want to meet a molly right the uh-huh. kind of girl that i want to meet right because i just love her attitude i mean it's just it's phenomenal She's just completely open. She does what she wants. She's having a good time. And that's the end of the story. Like, there's nothing else there. Listen, I've had people on my show that are acting out sexually. I was somebody that had stuff that happened to me that I was very promiscuous. And it was like sort of an acting out thing, even though I have a very open mind. You know, there's a there's a lot of different things that could be taking place with people. Like, there's some men that are fucking the world and they're, they're acting out in a negative way. But with her, I don't get that. Like, I mean, it's just, she is just, like doing what she wants to do and she's having a good time and it's it's great end of story you know that's about it i think so i think that's what it all gets down to and some women are able to accept that in themselves regardless of whether somebody's going to call them some but i think it's rare but i think that that's rare i really do i call my wife a slut it's a to me it's a compliment yeah but i know that it's you know other people would use it in a pejorative term, but uh, of you know, course, I don't right. think of it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? I was told so. so many times when I was younger, like Heather, you're not the type of girl you marry. You're the type of girl you fuck. And I'd be like horrified, like what the fuck does that mean? And it's just like it's sad though that guys put women like that in two different categories, that Madonna horror complex, right? They want to fuck a lot of women that are are a certain way, but a lot of them won't marry that. You know what I mean? And so then they live the double life. And that's a lot of guys too. That's like a weird thing with guys, you know? So it just goes both ways. But I have to say, I get emails from guys all the time. That's why I'd love to have your wife on because they always email because they want to hear from women that love sex as much as they do. They want to believe that that exists, right? Because isn't that what every guy's looking for? Like, you're like, yeah, if my wife ever, like, left me, I'd want Molly. Like, who, what guy wouldn't want a Molly? It's like, if you're not going to get a Molly, you could, like I said, go be gay because you're going to have better luck finding a Molly, you know, named Mark. <laughs> because women are a little bit more uptight because of this whole thing, you know. But men love 
those kind of episodes. And so, yeah, if you could ever get your wife on. Now, let's plug your blog again so you could get some. I'm sure people are going to look. I looked around. I didn't read much stuff. I was like glancing around. There are. I know that you say there's not a lot of pictures, but there are pictures. I think now with like so much porn, so rampant, like it is like you could just see anything you want on there. Like it's sometimes like hotter to see something different. You know what I mean? Like a little taste of things because it's just like it in your face kind of stuff is just so readily available, right? Yeah, your thing yeah. is stories, a picture here and there, right? Uh, no faces, but they're explicit pictures. Like I look through some of the stuff and it's just like people could, I think would find it really interesting and they should definitely check it out. Okay. Well, it's, it's, uh, uh, cuckold, C-U-C-K-O-L-D mm-hmm. dash husband, H-U-S-B-A-N-D dash B denied. That's B-D-E-N-I-E-D dot blogspot.com so that's the uh that's the website address for it and, all right uh, cool i'll put that in my um in the uh it, like you know the the description as well so people could know and people could go check it out um we yeah. love to get comments so you know that's, that's always a good thing so people take the time to leave a comment that's the only way i know that anybody's reading it Right, this is great. Yeah, that's what I always say. I love when people email me about my podcast because then you're like, oh, people are really listening. You know what I mean? You just yeah. don't know. Um, so, yeah, and I'd love to have your wife on. So try to get her to uh, call in because that would be really awesome. Like uh-huh. my listeners are always, you know, writing in for more women on my show. Absolutely. Who wants to hear from the guys? We, we say the same old shit all the time. But... <laughs> Not really. Each person is totally <laughs> unique. Like I think, I don't know if it was you that said like, I, you know, I have this sort of topic and I think maybe you've had it on before. So I get it if you don't want to talk to me. And people always say that. But I really believe that each person you know, is unique. And so their story is unique. I could have like 10 guys that cheated on their wife and every story is going to be different. I've had plenty of cuckold guys on my show, but your story and what we talked about is completely different than any of my other episodes. That's why I'll always talk to somebody because, you know, who knows where the conversation goes. We talked about all kinds of things today. You, you know do. what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, interesting. yeah, totally. So uh, thanks so much, Jay, for calling in and we look forward to hearing from your wife. I'm going to... All right. Thank you much. Okay, Bye-bye. bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.